So when I taught fifth grade, I had this call and response thing that I would do with my students to get their attention so I could give them further instructions or say something to them. And I think I've talked about this in another episode, but I, I always used a verse and I usually had it for about a semester so that it was really ingrained in all of us. And one of my favorite ones was from Colossians 3, 2 that says, set your mind on things above, not on the things that are on earth. So like I would use the beginning portion I would and I would say, set your mind, and they would say, on things above, and then they would freeze and look at me. Well, not only was that like a classroom management strategy that I used, but it was also to squeeze in some truth from the word that I prayed would sink in just by repeating it several times a day. And you know, today you might find yourself in a place where all you can really do is like think about the argument you just had with your husband or maybe you're feeling really overwhelmed or overloaded that you just put two completely different shoes on and went to two stores before you even noticed. True story. (laughs) So embarrassing. Or maybe you're on the brink of divorce and you just don't know which way is up right now. You're consumed with paperwork and separation and custody issues or staring at something you never thought you'd have to face. Whether you're happily married or just occasionally dealing with minor irritations or you're yelling at each other all the time and living undivorced, there's something to gain by being here today because it's not really about your marital status. It's about the condition of your heart and your mindset. But practically speaking, how do we set our minds on things above? What does that even mean? And what does it do for us? Today, I'm going to give you my three hacks for how to shift our mindsets by focusing on things above. So girl, go grab your coffee and get ready because here we go. This isn't a game of ding dong ditch. And don't worry, I'm not a solar panel salesman. I'm just here to see you, friend. Whether you have spit up stains and cluttered counters or you're still in your heels from work and just getting dinner started, take a minute and come sit with me. Welcome to the JAR podcast with your host, Lydia, certified teacher, homeschool boy mom, oh Lord help me, and marriage ministry leader, bringing you tough lessons from my own journey to soul health and wholeness. Together each week, we'll discuss our struggles, pain, and shame. We'll combat labels and lies with biblical truth, and we'll work through our mess and come out stronger, more confident, and rooted in our identity in Christ. So move your pile of laundry over. Better yet, let me help you fold it while we talk. Thanks for letting me in. Now let's get real. So a little disclaimer I kind of wanted to start with is this is not to pretend that problems don't exist or that they should be ignored and it's not about avoidance or invalidating anybody's feelings this is about controlling what you can control it's about showing your problems how big your god is and this is about thinking about yourself less and keeping things in proper perspective so you can walk in wisdom and obedience And ultimately, it's really about staying strong and steadfast and and faithful in the middle of adversity and mess. So let's get to these three hacks. When you're up against something difficult in your marriage or in another relationship with someone, 
or even with your kids. And you find yourself just kind of dwelling on the problems and you feel like nothing's changing and everything seems so big, like it's under a magnifying glass or something and that's all you can see. What you need is a perspective shift and what helps me is focusing on eternal things and it really helps me to not see my problems as so big in light of eternity and what really matters and how do I stay in a good headspace to not go back to that as seeing my problems as so huge. So three things that I found have worked for me are these. Hack number one, start your morning off with a simple prayer of God, I need you. As you're sitting up or setting your feet on the floor, deciding if you really want to get up or not, begin saying to the Lord in your mind, God, I need you today. And really, I, I recommend memorizing that same portion of the chapter in Colossians as I quoted in the beginning and turn it into a prayer like this. Lord, I, I put it all aside the ways I once walked. I put aside anger, wrath, and hurtful words. And as you get dressed in the morning, take the rest of that verse again and almost say it like a personal prayer to clothe your mind like this. I put on the new self. I'm being renewed to a true knowledge and made in your image today. Of course, that's going to take practice if you actually memorize it, but saying that empowers you to start your day off throwing off the old things that maybe you used to do or the ways you used to react in anger and in wrath or with hurtful words. And it reminds you that you're a new creation in him and you can put on that new self and really you're, you're called to put on that new self and made in his image and you can be more Christ-like today than you were yesterday. And really this starts your day off reminding you that you are in what in verse 12 it says, chosen, holy, and beloved. And it sets your mind on God's perspective of you. I mean, if you're a mom, you probably have gone to bed countless nights just just replaying over and over in your mind all the mistakes you made or even in your marriage maybe you're replaying a conversation and what you could have done differently and his mercies are new every morning and so reminding yourself of that eternal perspective of throwing off the old and sinful ways and putting on the new really does start off your morning in a, in a new way and prepares you for whatever's going to come up because Someone's going to sin. Someone's going to have an argument. Kids are going to argue. You're going to want to roll your eyes at your husband. He's going to want to say something to you that's probably not very nice. We, we all have to start our mornings off remembering whose we are and what we're called to do. And you're in control of your actions, your reactions, your emotions, and that's it. So start your morning off strong. Hack number two, be in the word every single day. That might sound a little bit cliche, but Jesus was able to fight temptation by using the sword of the Spirit and keeping his mind on the end prize, God's plan, his purpose. He avoided he avoided hatred and, and self-elevation and pride by remembering and meditating on the scriptures. They kept him mentally resilient, even in the face of adversity and danger. Do you ever find yourself fighting back or getting defensive? 
or firing back angry comebacks when your character's questioned or other people think something wrong of you. Having scripture as the sword that you pull out to fight off those attacks can keep you humble and can help you avoid reacting and supernaturally keep you protected. Be prepared by being in the word. Now, it's not that you use these words against somebody. You're not trying to hurt them. In fact, the word of God is a double-edged sword used for correcting teaching and training. And so really, when you use the sword of the spirit, it's doing something to the other person's heart as well. It's fine-tuning, it's pruning, it's trimming off those edges. It's training and teaching and rebuking them just as much as it's reminding you of the truth. So if you don't know those scriptures by heart, it's going to be harder to pull them up by memory in a time of need. Like Proverbs 15.1, a harsh word stirs up anger, but a gentle answer turns away wrath. In that moment, when you're able to recall those things, you can stop quickly before angry words come out of your mouth. But again, if you don't have that buried in your heart, like it says in Psalms, I've hidden these words in my heart so that I might not sin against you. When you hide God's word in your heart and it's there as not just a protective measure against you and your words and your choices, but also to speak life over the person that you are, are speaking to, that is the, the ultimate weapon. Okay, so hack number three. The third thing that I have found that helps me when I'm just in a really negative headspace and I'm really overwhelmed and I really don't know what to do and I just feel like the walls are closing in around me. There are times when it's just too much and we can't handle it and we feel that word vomit rising and we need to stop it before it damages the person listening or really even ourselves. So hack number three is to get alone with God and turn on your worship music. You know, Jesus often got up early and he got alone with God and, and spent time in solitude just being with his father. As long as you're not storming out of the house or abandoning responsibilities, go for a walk or a drive. Just get away. Mix that with some worship music and just absorb the truth in the lyrics. Lyrics like, I'll praise you in this storm and I will lift my hands for you are who you are no matter where I am. Those can remind you of how small we are and how big and in control God is. Lyrics like, not by might, not by power, by your spirit, God, remind us that it's only in and through him that we can handle difficult situations or, or that hearts transform when we're dealing with a tough relationship. So when we turn on worship music, what it does is it shifts our perspectives back on who God is and and the things that we can rely on because of who he is and what that means for, for us as humans and the grace that we have, the forgiveness that he extends, the price that he already paid for all of that. It just, it reminds us of just all that we have as a follower of Christ, as a daughter of the king. And then we can go back and face our issues. So all three of these hacks are things that I have found help me to set my mind on him, on things above, and remind me of his sovereignty when, when things don't really make sense. Or they remind me of his power when I feel pretty powerless. And they remind me of my role here on earth, 
which is to worship and obey him and reflect him and let him do the rest, which is really hard to do with my personality. I can then confidently walk back into a conversation with someone or back into my home and know that he is guiding my words. He's guiding my actions to help administer change and growth in in my marriage or in my parenting or some other relationship. So if you find yourself today feeling pretty weighed down by the heaviness of a relationship strain or a division in your home or miscommunication with someone, try these three hacks to set and keep your mind on things above. And if you got something out of today's episode, the best way to pay it forward is to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Just go to bit.ly forward slash the jar podcast. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash the jar podcast and scroll all the way to the bottom and click write a review. That would mean the world to me and it will also help somebody else find this podcast easier. So thank you all so much. See you next week. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse 15. All this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. So I'll call you in five minutes. Please tell me you know what movie that's from and I promise to be your best friend. Just kidding. I'll see you next Saturday, same time, same place.